Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you, my brother? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing, Danny? Doing good, doing good. I, I'm thinking of the song, Greatest Thy Faithfulness, because we're going to talk about unfaithfulness today. But as mm-hmm. we were talking about faithfulness, is that as we were praying before we got on the podcast, man, I just started thinking about God's faithfulness. And I am doing good. I saw you this weekend because, again, God is faithful to us. And my middle daughter graduated high school this weekend, and we celebrated her. Um, and we had such a, again, that's when you say, God, thank you for your faithfulness. Um, God has been faithful to us. And, man, my prayer for those um I sent out a message yesterday, Ryan, to the guys. Yeah. I think you received it. Yep. And I and I yep. talked about um, looking throughout your day and finding even the small little things to be grateful for. Yep. And again, and you we're grateful because of God's faithfulness towards us, mm-hmm. right? And and yep. we were talking about Psalms one hundred verse two yep. about worshiping the Lord with gladness, right? And yeah, and and having a glad heart. And, and that that thing doesn't stop, right? Having a glad heart all day long. Uh, we can focus on the negative, Ryan, of all mm-hmm. of life, but there's so much greatness and so much little things that we miss sometimes of how good God's been to us, right? And I think if we just if we just zoom out a little bit, we can see the faithfulness of God in the little things. And so I don't know why I'm talking about this this morning, but I want to talk about it. You know, his faithfulness yep. shows us Yep. You know, respond gets a response out of us of gratefulness and faithfulness back to him. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. Yeah, it was um, you know, I I had the privilege of doing graduation Saturday night in my school district and handing out some diplomas and and just seeing um seeing former students four years older and just like the joy that is in their face. Some of them for being done with school and not having to worry about it anymore, but also just like this hopeful, you know, what's next. Um, I saw it in your daughter's face uh, in the one picture that I said, you you know, David took um, that I that I saw. I was like, man, like she just looks so excited for what's coming next. Um, and it's just fun to see young people like really excited. And, and again, it just brings a lot of joy to me seeing that. I know it brings a lot of joy to you, man. And, uh, you know, just excited for, for them moving forward. Man, uh, we, we excited because this is, is the second one. And we got, <laughs> one, we got one more left. Uh, you know, there's, the, there's the, the mixed emotions with that. But I'm happy for the journey that God's going to take it through. And then the, we know that the Holy Spirit is going to lead her and guide her toward truth. I want to read the scripture because it pops Lamentations 3, uh, 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to read Lamentations 3, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. And I know that's a lot, but I want to I want to cover this. I recall to my mind, therefore, I have hope through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. So what is new every morning? His compassion that never fails are new every morning and as great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. My goodness. Mm. So much in here, man. So much yep. here because of his compassion. 
it fails not. Like my favorite song, for those who don't know, because we're going to go into worship next week. So my favorite mm-hmm. worship, I think one of my favorite worship was of all time. And I might listen to it today when I get in this car is, is greatest thy faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't heard the hymn, greatest thy faithfulness, just YouTube the hymn, greatest thy faithfulness. Oh God, thy father, right? That's one of the, my favorite songs because I just think about this portion of scripture in Lamentation, lamenting the fact that I recall of my mind, therefore I have hope. And in a world that there's no hope, there's not a lot of hope. A lot of folks deal with anxiety that steals hope. I'm going to say that again. Mm-hmm. Anxiety steals hope. We can hope in God and know that his compassion fails not. His faithfulness is there. And he is our portion, right? What man, This is just such a powerful piece of scripture right here. A- absolutely, Danny. You know, I, I love... I love the idea of having hope and having hope in him. Um, because like you said, there's a lot of hopelessness in the world. If, if we, if we listen to too much news, too much media, too much social media, where it really tries to steal our hope. Um, and, and sometimes the only way to get your hope back is to get quiet with the Lord, because that is, that is who is the bringer of hope. Um, if we try to get our hope from, stuff that is tangible in the world it's going to be hard to find um especially in this day and age so i i love that you brought up um hoping in him that that part of scripture really kind of jumped out to me and and the idea of, of verse 25 the lord is good to those who wait for him and, and seek him like we're we're not trying to go in front of him we're not trying to to I know, I know there's the, the coin term, like go after the Lord, but in a certain extent, it is, it is waiting for him. It, that, that is what, that's what the scripture says. So we, we have to really be diligent of that. Um, when we're thinking about, um, really hope in him is sometimes waiting on him. Yeah. Says, Those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Right. Yep. I mount them up as wings as eagles, right? And so, man, there's this thing of I think the, the the waiting is understanding that he has everything under control, right? Mm-hmm. And and yep. waiting on that sovereignty part of him, right? And so, I know this this the debate, you know, how much is us, how much is him, right? But it, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful part of there's a tension, right? And I always say the truth yep. lies. Uh, within the tension of two contrary opinions, right? So yep. there's a tension there, right? And when we are able to let go and and really just, you know, put everything on God and say, God, I, I'm just, my waiting is knowing that you have it under control. My waiting mm-hmm. is knowing that I don't have to dabble in it and 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 get, you know, moving and get uh, what the word calls treacherous or trespassing. You know, yep. as we as we talk a little bit about unfaithfulness today, because uh, we're talking about blaspheming, we come it's coming to an end, right? That word uh, unfaithful in 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 the Old Testament is, is trespassing or, or treacherous, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's not that, right? He's faithful always, right? He never stops yep. being faithful. He is always faithful, right? And part of it is being able to get our hands off it and saying, God, yep. 
I will only do what you ask me to do. I will only say what you want me to say, but I'm, I'm going to trust that you are orchestrating things that I have no idea that you're orchestrating and I'm going to put fully trust in you. And I was thinking as, as you were talking, sometimes when we, by wanting to be in all the control, it shows how much trust or lack of trust we have in him. Um, I think as, as, as we meet, as, as we understand ourselves or understand people and the more you can see someone or in yourself, cause I don't want to just point it away from us, but I, I would encourage our listeners think about how much control do you really want? That will probably determine how much trust you actually have in him to take care of you and to be faithful with what you are needing or what you're asking for. A thousand percent. Uh, go, go, Let's go to Psalms 31, 23 and 24. Uh, again, with the whole theme of hope, strength in the Lord and, and, and his faithfulness. Psalms 31, 23 to 24. Oh, man, this is so good. It says, oh, love the Lord, all you saints, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves. And I love that word, the faithful. <laughs> mm -hmm. he preserved and fully repays the proud person be of good courage verse 21 and he shall strengthen your heart all you who hope in the Lord yep there it goes again hoping in the Lord hoping in the Lord my hope is in him he shall strengthen your heart when your hope is in him but I love the fact that he preserves you when you're faithful, right? And yep. again, part of the waiting is he's preserving you. You're his, yep. you belong to him. And how beautiful is that sound when you know I belong to him, he's preserving me. And again, that preserving is for, you almost think for a use at a moment or for his own pleasure, which is beautiful because it's all about him at that moment, not even about us. Absolutely. No, it's 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 good. And, and you know, in verse 24, where it talks about be of good courage. I mean, it it, it totally just explains a lot about what Joshua was told way, way back in the book of Joshua. Just really like being understanding that. Be faith like he is faithful towards joshua in that moment and i love that it kind of encompasses that in this psalm that it's like look i'm i'm going to be faithful towards towards people when we're talking about this in psalms but it talks about that throughout the scripture like literally the lord is faithful towards us and we and we always we always need to kind of go back to that and remember that for sure and the key his faithfulness fails not in the sense where even when he knows we're unfaithful because again we're going to go to ezekiel 20 27 and we're going to see that unfaithfulness has been part of, and again, some of the Old Testament words for unfaithful is trespass, which is the same word, or treacherous, right? Those words mm -hmm. are words of unfaithfulness. You can see it in Genesis, I believe. It was when we first see the word trespass or the word unfaithful, right? And yep. so um, before we get into this unfaithfulness and what blasphemy and uh, as we close out blaspheming, Ryan, what were some of the highlights for you? And I know this is going to take you back to think um, a blaspheme that we talked about in, in, in this last 
uh, like four or five episodes where we hammered, we hammered blasphemy. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to know everything about blasphemy, please just pause this and go back to and listen <laughs> to all the all the old uh, podcasts. I think that will bless your heart. I think one of the the major ones that stood out to me was was really dissecting like the the story about Ananias and Sapphira. I think mm, that is one of the I think that's so one good. of the most I think it's just one of the most understood parts of scripture because like and you and I talked about it off the podcast many a times where it's it's almost like it doesn't there's something there that doesn't make a lot of sense and we we there's a lot of speculation around it. And I know you, myself, and even and Amber shared with you some stuff, just other perspectives from others that we're just trying to dissect through what that was New Testament and and that they got dropped dead, right? And it's like that doesn't line up with certain things. So what what's missing there? I love the the mystery in that. And I love when we came out of it, which is like if you're scared, um, that you're blaspheming God, you're probably not. Like, if you're conscious of, like, I really don't want to do that, the odds are you're probably not doing that. And just the idea that we talked about, and and again, this is, like, our perspective, like, it calling someone out that, oh, you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit, like, (laughs) there's a lot, there's a lot involved there that we don't even get, so it's not even appropriate for you to even say that, even though even though that that people have said that it's like I don't think you see a full picture there. There's a lot of mystery behind uh, the the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. That one was a very mysterious pocket. It was a fun one for sure. So good. I had a lot of fun with it because people. I think we think we know what it means, but there's a lot of mystery behind what does that actually mean. So that was kind of my highlights for sure. Oh man, that listen, there was so much. I love that you use the word mystery because there is mystery that's continuing unfolding. I think for me, the highlight was um, man, those that that was I enjoyed talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And again, the mystery in that if, if you're not there blaspheming Jesus because you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit and Jesus, that's the context of it, right? Yep. Ooh, that that that's something to, to ponder. I think when we talked about this grace. There's grace in this, right? And and yep. how you you hit it on the head, how where religion wants to manipulate it and wants to control us in the sense of if you say anything, it's all blasphemy, right? And there was yeah. there's grace, right? There's grace for him for you. There's grace on the cross. There's grace for the the, the with the blood um has done to allow you to walk in the grace of what Jesus men full of grace comes with grace for us to go and say hey we don't we don't serve a god that's uh that's your mother with a belt and he's ready to whack you every moment you say something right i gotta start yeah. talking about moms like that because now that is we don't live in that world anymore i just know that we don't <laughs> live in that world anymore that mom's so the old version of moms <laughs> way back, <laughs> a, in, the way way back, back in the day where they whip where they whipped you for, for for just laughing right but um no, I, you know, we don't serve a God that's not faithful, right? We serve a yeah. God that is faithful and, and coming back full circle. And so yeah. when we did that podcast that it says, you know, there's grace to this, um, yeah. the hope that comes from understanding that I'm good with God, right? Right. That's yeah. what that's what we want to know. We want to, am I good with you? I feel the whole spirit. Yeah. 
God, am I good with you? Am yeah. I good with you, right? It, I mean, I think that's the, there's so many people that don't surrender. And if you listen to the podcast yeah. right now, I just want to just let the Holy Spirit minister to you and let him let you know that you're good with him, right? That you're good with him, right? That he's not angry at you, that he's not. There's so many people live in terror that they have messed up so bad that they've mm -hmm. gone to the, to, and, I, and I'm not talking about people that are like in wretchedness. I'm talking about folks that are faithful, mm -hmm. Bible-believing people, and they live in this fear that I am not good with God, or I'm going to miss out, or because a misappropriation of scripture and people telling yeah. them that this, you know, you know, this rapture thing and, and, and again, these false doctrines and theologies, right. That they live in so fear that they're not good with God. And I just want to say that to our audience, Ryan, that we're, you're good with God. And I know that somebody else is going to be like, Oh no, I'm telling you, we're good with God because yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Right. If you see Jesus, and I love one thing that we always highlight in this scripture and uh, in, in this podcast is Jesus. Jesus yep. changes the game. Yeah, he makes us good with God, right? And so, yep. so to my question to those who don't feel that they're good with God, is Jesus on the throne? Is he sitting at the right hand side of the Father? And is he resurrected? And if you answer yes. Yep. To that, yep. then you're good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I think there's so many, there's there's a lot of people that they try to check a lot of boxes and do a lot of, we'll, we'll call them rituals, so that it makes them feel like they're good with him, instead of just understanding that they're good with him because of what he did, not because of what you did, what you do. And I know that's very elementary, and I know that a lot of people know that intellectually in their brain, but they just don't, they, they almost, it's out of habit because they, they've been taught that that's what I have to do in order to feel that I'm okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, we, we just hope for, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast. We just want you to be free. We want you to have freedom in knowing that God is for you. He's not against you. Man, God is for us, man. Let's let's look at it at Ezekiel 20 and 27 and 28. And we can see even through Ezekiel 20, 27, 28. Now, this is not nothing new. Um, I love Ezekiel because Ezekiel, all through the book of Ezekiel, he's coming to he's he's like God telling him, prophesy to my own people how unfaithful they are and how let them know <laughs> how faithful I am to them, right? And yep. so we just want to finish blaspheming by, by letting you know blaspheming or when you blaspheme, you are walking in unfaithfulness to God, right? Again, now we just covered the fact that even when we are unfaithful, he's faithful, right? And that's the blood and that's what Jesus has done. But it's always good to point out like, hey, these are, the, these are the areas that we can become unfaithful. These are the areas that can start unfolding and we see unfaithfulness coming like envy and contradicting and forced prophets and forced and getting into these false narratives. Um, all yeah. those is unfaithfulness to God. And so we're going to look at some old Testament narratives of unfaithfulness into new Testament narratives of unfaithfulness. Um, but all of it to, 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 to almost show Ryan as warnings, like, Hey, when, when you're walking in this, right, you're walking mm -hmm. in some unfaithfulness to God. Right. And so, yeah. um, because blaspheming 
within itself is unfaithful to God, right? Yep. He's speaking against who he is, right? And so, Ryan, can you read Ezekiel 20, 27, and 28? And I say 28 because 28 kind of tells you what 27 is talking about. Right, yeah. So Ezekiel 20, uh, verse 27, 28. Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, thus says the Lord God, in this two your fathers have blasphemed in this two your fathers have blasphemed me by being unfaithful to me when I brought them into the land concerning which I had raised my hand in an oath to give them, and they saw all the high hills and all the thick trees. There they offered their sacrifices and provoked me with their offerings. There they also sent up their sweet aroma and poured out their drink offerings. Oh, you could keep on reading the next one. That okay. is 29. It's so good. Yeah, 29. Then I said to them, what is this high place to which you go? So it is called Bameh to this day. Therefore, say, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, are you defiled? Are you defiling yourselves in the manner of your fathers and committing harlotry according to their abomination? Oh, stop right there. Because I, I want I want to get to that word harlotry. Right. Yep. Because the notion of the unfaithfulness here, and I wrote this in our notes, Ryan, it's is yep. unfaithful of marriage, is unfaithful of, of a spouse. Right. And yep. it's all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. Right. Because if you look at yep. Ephesians five, it gives you um, a look at the, the relationship between the bride and the groom, like Christ yep. and his church as this marriage relationship. Right. So all. We see this anthropomorphic picture all throughout the scriptures, right? We see these, these types and shadows of what our relationship with the Lord and all throughout the Old Testament. It's, yep. it's almost like, is this, are you going to be the wife that's unfaithful, right? And so this this <laughs> picture, we see the picture of Hosea, right? And Gomer, <laughs> yeah. right? That whole picture of the unfaithful woman, right? And, and the faithful, and again, this is not nothing gender. So it, we're not just, yeah. it's just, how the Bible describes this unfaithfulness between a man and a woman. And, and here that picture is there, right? You're being, uh, yep. and, and it's crazy that if we go to verse 20, he says, your fathers, your, your forefathers, the people that came before you have done this, they blaspheme against me. And yep. God describes blaspheming as unfaithfulness to him, right? That's, yep. that's the first time we see this in scripture where, he describes blaspheming as unfaithful. Like when you unfaithful, you are blaspheming me. Just by the every act of unfaithfulness, you walk in yeah. blaspheming. Ryan, what you what do you see in this? I mean, it's such a powerful um, portion of scripture. Absolutely, Danny. Yeah, I I think the big thing that that does stand out is like the Lord is trying to almost call them out and saying, like, look. And, and again, this, this might be me zooming way out with it, but there's so many examples of just like, like you said, an un, an unfaithful wife. That was one of the, the biggest things or an unfaithful spouse, however you want to say it. But just this idea that, man, the Lord has done everything for for his people. And yet they're still just like playing the harlot as it's as it said, I, like you said, in Hosea um, and in various parts of scripture where it's like, why do you not have faith in in me for what for what I've done for you? And and I it's it's 
it almost makes me laugh how many times the Lord has said, do you remember what I did in Egypt and brought you out of the land of Egypt? And that's said so many times in scripture, trying to remind the people like, hey, why are you, why do you not have faith in me? Why are you, why are you being unfaithful to me then for what I did for you to help you? Um, that it's, it's interesting all the different types of scripture and all the different prophets that you can read. And they always reiterate the same thing of an unfaithful bride. Um, it, it's wild. And, and you, you said you hit the nail on the head, Ryan, because he's always drawing back. Like I just, we're going to read just, we're not even going to go to all the scriptures we had, Ryan, because yeah. I think we, the Holy Spirit wants us to go this direction, but let's continue to read um down and we're gonna go we could probably wind up in 35 and then we'll we'll read what first peter 4 14 to end everything but let's just read a little bit because to your okay. point i want to i want to see how god not only gives this message of unfaithfulness to them but he's like he's he gives this restorative message right because again yep. we started the podcast talking about how faithful god is and yep. he was always calling them back like He's not, yep. his pursuit doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Like, he's yep. like, you're acting very unfaithful, but I'm coming after you, right? And and that's yep. that's the picture I want to leave people with. Like, the, this redemptiveness, this grace, this this mercy part of him that says, though you're unfaithful, I've taken care of that part because I'm kind of coming after you. Yeah, and even if we try to run, even if we try to run, he still is chasing us. He's running. He's, he's, running, he's running after running. us. He's running. Uh, I, go uh, verse thirty-one. Okay, want me to read through thirty-five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so we're still in Ezekiel verse twelve or Ezekiel twenty. We're at verse thirty-one. Uh, for when you offer your gifts and make your sons pass through the fire, you defile yourselves with all your idols, even to this day. So shall I be inquired of, by of by you. Oh, house of Israel, as I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. What you have in your mind shall never be when you say we will be like the Gentiles, like the families in other countries serving wood and stone. As I live, says the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm. Ooh, come on. And, and with when with fury poured out, I will rule over you. I will bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you are scattered with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples. And there I will plead my case with you face to face. Whoa. Come on. I, yeah. Listen, this. I don't know about you. If you're in your car, if you're washing dishes, if you're in your house, if you're in your office, if you are uh, out in the retail floor, I don't care where you at. This part of scripture should make you want to run around because I want to mm -hmm. run around my studio this morning and I want to go, oh my goodness, what did God just say? He's like, you think you're going to be like them. <laughs> you think you're going to be like Gentiles. You're going to think yep. you're going to serve wood and stone, which is idols. You think you're going to serve. Yep. But because of me, as, as I live, says, man, when God says that, ooh, God starts bragging yep. on himself and his power. And he starts yep. saying, as I live, says the Lord God, surely 
with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm, and with fury poured out, I will, I will be your God. Oh yep. my goodness. This, this should make somebody, listen, I don't care how unfaithful your family are. I don't care mm -hmm. how unfaithful you think your kids are. I feel the Holy Ghost in this. Listen, some of you have been praying for your kids for years. Some of you have been praying yep. for your kids for 30, 40 years. And God, they're running away from you. I'm telling you, you speak this word over them and you say, no, as long as God lives, God says he will stretch out his mighty hand towards them and they will be his and they belong to his. Now, I know this is the promise to Israel, but that same promise is our promise. That same because of what, what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus' yep. blood makes us this confident. I'm going to say it again. Jesus' blood should make you as confident as you read these scriptures in verse 33, 34, 35. You should be that confident towards your children, towards your children's children, towards your neighborhood, towards your country. That's the hope that the Redeemer is saying, no matter how much you think you're going to run from me. No matter how much you think you're going to go and be idolatrous and be covetousness and be the works of the flesh, no matter how long you think you're going to work this way, I have made a promise in Jesus. He has redeemed. All things has been redeemed by him. All things, all things he has reconciled to the Father. And if we do not believe this, I don't know what's inside of us. And I'm going to say this. And because I'm going nuts here. I'm going to say this, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know what's inside of us to not make us want to believe in a God of the Holy Spirit in this that has mm -hmm. reconciled the world. I've had this conversation with so many people. When Paul mm -hmm. says that Christ is reconciled, there's so many believers that don't want to believe that he wants to, that, that wants to say, no, I want to be, I only want a few of us to make it in. I only want a few of us to be, and, 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 I don't know what's inside of you to not want every human that has been created in his image to be reconciled to the Father. This verse of scripture in Ezekiel gives me hope because it mm -hmm. gives you the way God thinks for humanity. Yep. I am not going to stop until I am your God. Man, that gives me hope this morning, Ryan. It gives me hope for mm -hmm. my neighbors. It gives me hope yep. for the people in the United States. It gives me hope for the people all over the globe. It gives me hope for Russia. It gives me hope for China. What? That mm -hmm. we serve a God that does not stop. He is so faithful to us that no mm -hmm. matter how treacherous, how much trespass, and how unfaithful you are, he is coming after us with all fury and with all love. I'm going to shut up because I just said a lot, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Woo! No. Oh, it's so, so good, Danny. I, I, yes, like this portion of scripture, it, it makes any, I, I mean, any person that's going to read it, any person that's going to hear this, um, the hope for anything that they've been hoping for, especially people in their life, especially when they feel like, like you said, their kids or their family members are so far gone. And they prayed for them for, for many, many years. Just the hope that, you know, I, I can't help but thinking about like the Lord, cha like chasing that, like chasing people that are trying to run because he's going to be faster. He's going to be faster than them. And he's going, and, and 
it's hard not to think about your own way of coming to the Lord. Cause I ran from the Lord for, for a long time. Um, I didn't know I was, but I was, um, and just to think of, of, you know, how he, he finally tracked me down, you know, and, <laughs> and that gives me so much hope truthfully. Um, Come on. you know, and I'm, I'm glad I, and I'm glad I have that story. Um, truthfully, because it, it makes me feel v that much more thankful and that much more hopeful that if he can track me down, um, I'll say the cynical me because I was very much so, um, I think he can track anyone down, you know, and that gives me hope for my, my kids, um, my family members that maybe don't believe, um, you know, in, in the kids I educate that may feel lost and, and not know what to do and not have guidance with that. You know, my hope is for, like, like you said, for humanity, the people we interact with that, the hope that the Lord will intervene because he's chasing, he's chasing every one of them, man. It's so good. It's so good. Man, I want to say that this, these are my last words, and I'm going to give you your last words. My last word is this. Faithfulness runs after you. Ooh. So because faithfulness runs after you, you praise. Now, faithfulness there, I'm equating to a person. Faithfulness, yep. his faithfulness runs yep. after you. Yep. And because his faithfulness runs after you, your response is not even to fight it. Your response is to worship. Your response is mm -hmm. to praise. Your response is to my word, I don't deserve this, but great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. So faithfulness mm -hmm. this morning, if you listen to that at nighttime, on the evening, faithfulness yeah. runs after you. Re mm. Faithfulness runs after you. Go ahead, Ryan, last words. Oh man, how do you follow that? <laughs> I would just say, I would <laughs> just say, <laughs> <laughs> I would. Just, I, I mean, I. I think. I think the word just keep keeps coming up in my mind is trust. Um, trust him to run after those that you love, that you that that you hope that he catches. Trust him that he's going to run after those that you love, and he will catch them, and bring them back. That's that's all. That's what I got. <laughs> Shalom, everybody. Maranatha. Hello. We'll talk to you next week. Um, worship is going to be good. I'm totally excited. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.